Hello everybody, it's Graham Cafe with another My Music. Now I've got on today somebody who is the only person to have been on here three times. There you <laughs> are. So uh and I so I I, I don't know who the honor falls to, but maybe maybe it's probably me. Um no. thank you so much, Fred, for coming and joining us once again. We're gonna watch this quickly. We'll come yep. back, we'll have a chat. analog trash if you uh, would like to go and check that out that would be wonderful fred as i say you've been on three times you were you were like there right at the beginning of this which seems like an absolute <laughs> eternity now i know i know i may have been your first or second guest i don't remember. i think i think you were actually my first guest mm -hmm. on on the on the show um yeah and believe it or not we're up to 250 guests wow that's incredible yeah it is. Um, fortunately, it's uh, it's slowly but surely working its way up on the evil Spotify. Um, and <laughs> uh, yeah, last year when the results came in, I was in the top twenty percent music podcast. So thank you. So that was great. Um, and I'm just pleased to be carrying on doing this and and giving a a space to musicians who make proper music. So, Great. Uh, I appreciate that. And, you know, you've helped valid. me get comfortable with doing this. So I think that you were the first interviewer I ever did. So yeah, you didn't really want to come on, first, no, I, but that's great. <laughs> I still don't like doing it, but I'm much more comfortable now. And that's you're great. a great reason for that. So thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Well, no, you, the thing is that, yeah, it's, it's, this is the world in which we live in now. Mm. You know, um, we we all saw last night. I don't know whether you you cottoned onto it as well, but you know, Meta released Fred's their alternative to Twitter, and I saw that. I haven't looked at. Into and it all of a sudden, the world sort of like got giddy and jumps on. And I think you know, loads of tired people this morning because <laughs> they spent oh, last night really? partying. Yeah partying on another platform um but yeah it's weird isn't it i mean where where does it all stop this kind of fixation on dopamine and and just i don't know I, it seems like it uh has a kind of bottomless appetite mm. you know i you're about to release. When, when is the release for for the new album? Uh, it's scheduled for the twentieth this month, so a couple, right. couple cool. of weeks. So you're about to release. Is this is this three albums in three years? Is that right? Uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, cool, mm -hmm. prolific. <laughs> uh, <laughs> got another one almost ready too. So yeah, and stuff in between as well. Let's yeah, not forget yeah, right. that there was stuff, there was stuff in between. Um, 
this is this is a very playful album. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I uh, really like about this album is that it's, for me, it's, I think, your most cinemagraphic album as well. I actually think this fits in. There should be a TV show or something that goes with this album. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you sense the kind of visual aspect of this record? Um, I've heard other people say that about my work in general, especially in, in lyrical, the, uh, the lyrical context, but, um, I hope it has that effect. You know, I, I, I just certainly didn't have one guiding it when I was, when I was working on it. Um, and it's always a mystery to me how other people hear it. So that's a, you know, um, interesting take on it. This, the cinema, cinematic quality in, in particular, do, do you have like a specific? Yeah. I tell you what it is. I think it's, it's, I think it's the sort of space between the, the use of the guitar on this and the, and the keyboard elements. Right. And I just think it's the, it's kind of the, it is the spatial element of the way that it's put down. And I just think it, I, for me, I can just kind of imagine, you know, this kind of a, a TV effect where you like, you're kind of watching someone go through the motions in life and like, Everything else around them is going really fast, but then mm. it's kind of slowed down and it's really kind of centered on them. That's what just that's what it does for me. That's Throughout. you know, that's that's really interesting. And actually it's kind of encouraging in in a kind of uh, how would I put it? Like if it has that effect on you, you know, one of the ways to carve out a living in this current state of the music business is to license things and mostly you're licensing for movies and tv shows so that's interesting to hear that you have a kind of a, a cinematic association with it because that mm. <laughs> that's encouraging you know because it might happen let's make yeah. it happen yeah? yes let's do that let's... <laughs> yeah i know i i it and the the, the thing is I guess that we're actually seeing with with uh you know the introduction of more of the streaming channels etc rather than terrestrial tv etc mm -hmm. we are seeing a space for more artistic styling in pieces of tv definitely yeah definitely. We're, we're definitely seeing series where you know they don't want a twee piece of music or they don't want, you know, mm -hmm. a, a little bit of pop. They want something that actually builds drama. And, and I think audiences are becoming a bit more used to, which is, which is funny, actually going back to the conversation we had earlier about um, mm -hmm. threads and social media, but in some ways TV is one space where actually people will actually allow 
more time to go in front of it's, them. It's totally true, yeah. And and that might be a way to backdoor music in because it's a captive situation. Yeah. Is it, it's funny, actually, when you stop to think about that, though, isn't it? That actually, in terms of the general populace, mm -hmm. in terms of music, everything now has moved towards the 30 seconds or the 20 seconds or even the 10 seconds clip. So a lot of musicians are now writing music with lots of little 20 second yeah, hooks. hooks. Right. Yeah. So that your your ears captured and yeah and and the, you know wow that's it I'm in and yet TV slowly but surely is going the other way as well I'm not mm. I'm not saying that you know you know there's still trailers and stuff that try and you know yes to grab you with that grab it yeah. but uh -huh. the TV itself is actually you know pe people are watching you know you think even even things like Games of Thrones and some some of the big epic pieces that have been mm -hmm. made you know these are long form pieces with yeah. long drawn out scenes i think it's mm -hmm. yeah maybe there's maybe there is an in there <laughs> maybe there's a, a way of going right get, get my music into something where right someone's actually trying to hold someone's attention and then that actually gives people the space to hear my music rather than yes yeah yes yeah, you know, because once upon a time we just did. Once upon a time we just did that anyway. Once upon a time we we would go around to someone's house and sit down and put a record on and yeah, that's, listen to it. <laughs> Crazy the old days, yeah. Doesn't doesn't happen too often these days. No, 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 no. Yeah, how how did you? Um, was there anything different in? terms of writing this i mean obviously you like to play with your tunings um yeah uh, yep. i mean it's the i'm i'm pretty much writing everything these days in drop tuning baritone tuning in particular um and some some of that dadgad tuning as well so lower register um it's just where my voice feels to fit the voice really yeah 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 and uh, this is obviously the first record, or maybe not obviously, but it's the first time I've done everything, had the capacity to do everything myself, like create a band with synths and wow. You know, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you like playing with equipment, it's great fun. Yeah. I mean, I was a little nervous about trying to do it. I just had this idea that I could do it. And then when I actually had to go through with it, it was much more engaging than I thought it would yeah. be. I'm sort of hooked now. I'll probably from here forward always use more stuff, stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are, are you are you actually getting in bits of kit to, to use on it? Or are you, is, is most of it like? This record was all done, you know, with virtual instruments, except for the guitar, which I, yeah. you know, uh, double tracked or triple tracked guitars, but everything else was done <laughs> virtually. And, you know, it's amazing. I don't, I'm not a keyboard player. I don't play piano, but I can manage and I can write. It's mostly the writing that 
that tool is so fantastic for. Yeah. You know, and so I had a lot of fun writing the the uh, overdubs for this stuff. For, for anyone that's a geek out there, what what are you using? Are you Logic or are you um, you Pro Tools? Yeah, Logic Pro Ten. Yeah. Um, and just a MIDI controller, you know, full size keyboard, and just the plugins that come with Logic. I I haven't you know outfitted it any more than that. But there's so much there. I mean, as you can hear from the record, I kind of yeah. yeah. <laughs> did it? Did that? Did that actually prolong the process, Eddie? In just in terms of, did, did you have nights where you sat there and like I used to, where you sat there and went, mm, "That sound, no, that sound, uh, that sound." <laughs> Absolutely, that's. I did not go into the overdub process knowing what I wanted, so I had to go through. I mean, it was sort of ridiculous. I would just play the track and then go through the sounds. If I was looking for the drums, there's so many virtual drums and like 808 stuff that I would just keep hitting it until I found something yeah. that felt right. And then I would write a part. And the same thing went with every other instrument that I included. So yeah. Are you going to go back for your, your, your logic now and kind of journal it so that you like <laughs> next time, maybe save a bit. No, of time. because It's going to be different for every song, you know, so there's yeah. no way to really, like create a template. So I, I wouldn't want to do that anyway. No. But the word, the record I'm just about finished writing now, I'm about eight songs in, is uh, I mentioned, I think last time that I was going to write a piano record. Yeah. And so I've got that almost done. And again, it's all virtual instruments, but it's, it's just, it's not guitar based. There's no guitar in this, this one. Um, Does that feel quite odd? being no the- it feels right it, it's a i mean i you know you write differently when you play a different instrument and yeah i like what i've where it's taken me in terms of uh the mood and the um well the reason the only reason i say that is because you 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 know by your own reckoning you're not a keyboard player you're you're more of a guitar stroke bass player exactly. yeah and i i'm the, you know again the beauty of the virtual stuff is that i can write the parts play them good enough and then just quantize them so that they're in time <laughs> you know i don't care i'm not a purist i'm not trying to convince or fake that i'm i'm a great keyboard player i'm a writer you know yeah. more than anything i happen to play guitar decently because i've been playing it since i was 12. yeah but I'm more interested in in the songwriting process, and I can become I'll probably over time I'll get a little bit more proficient on keyboards. But I still look at it, you know. I play every morning, and I just I don't have the familiarity I do with guitar. It still seems totally. Does that does that mean actually, in within the short term, before you become a piano virtuoso, mm-hmm. which could could happen? You never know. Um, does that mean that, you know, at some point, if you then go and play these records live, these two records, you've got to find a keyboard player, especially for the second one, so that you actually can focus on singing delivery? Well, and, I mean, and actually, does that, if if you did do that, would that then free you up to focus on your delivery vocally or whatever? I mean, yeah, I mean, I... I just for 
sake of simplicity, I, I, I am going to probably play some of these new piano songs live. Like I'm playing a handful of shows in a few weeks and then there's more planned. They're not announced yet because they're not settled, but over the next few months. But, you know, I played with a backing tracks before and just sang or played guitar with them. But I'm, I'm, I got comfortable doing that in the last few tours that I did. And so if there were a piano available, but I'm not, I'm not going to travel with one, you know, if it was. No, well, this is, this is the other thing. This could be an opportunity to, um, to find venues with beautiful pianos. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I could manage all of these songs. They're not really complex. It's just, I would have to practice, you know, to really get it. And I could do it because I wrote it. It's just my process right now is to write the parts, write the song, track it, fix it with the magic of the digital quantizer and then track the vocals and then I move on to the next song. So I'm not sitting around rehearsing these things. They're just, yeah. once I've written them and I know that they're the, the structure is correct, I track, I get the vocals and then I move on to the next one. So I'm not rehearsing to play them live as I would. Even it happens the same way with guitar songs. I, in terms of the writing process, I have to go back. I, even now I've had to, cause I'm prepping for these shows. I don't remember how to play a lot of the old songs that I've written. So I've had to go back into my, my little digital database and like put the headphones on and try to figure out like, what know, I that, that's, that's something people don't understand about yeah. music and musicians, right? People, oh. people, <laughs> people right. assume, and there are people out there. Don't get me wrong. There are people out there that can, that are, have that kind of encyclopedic memory, oh. right? Yes. Who literally, you could get them up on the stage and they'd go and pl and just pick pick it out and play it, mm -hmm. um, which which is is great. I think even even Christian talks about that in her book about Vic that uh -huh. he he actually had some of that and he there there was a there's a bit in that her book about the, them doing an REM right thing. yeah. Right. Uh -huh. And she was like, damn, he played that and he just did it. <laughs> it's like, and yeah. I had to learn this song. Yes, yeah. yes. You know? right. But there, but, yeah, not everybody has that. And people don't realize that, you know, it's uh, it's one of those mythologies out there, folks. Right Musicians on. often have to mm. spend hours relearning their own songs. Yep, um, yep. And, and sometimes whilst you're relearning them, I guess you revisit them and go... I'd like to do that a different way <laughs> as well. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, yeah, the, mostly with um, you realize that you've you've maybe played a. It could be easier. There's there's an easier way to play it. In vocally, yeah. you might change a melody here and there. You're sort of refining it, you know. That, you know, years later. So you've got these jaunty little happy in a way, uh, mm. keyboard lines on this, kind of offsetting all of the time, the, the, the guitar, which at times just carries a, the rhythm. Yeah, and other times, you know, is, is actually with its, with the tuning and sometimes, you know, you, you put some slight discordancy in there with the guitar, etc. Create create some tension in the song, which is really, really nice, which I think is part of what lends to the, 
uh, cinematic feel. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it actually at times it reminded me. I always give you an album. I gave you gave you Pierre Yubu when you first came. Right, 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 right. Um, but there's a bit of uh, Jenny Owens uh, album or Batten the Hatches, which was a great album that I got mm-hmm. into many many years ago. Um, there's a there's a sense of that in there as well. Just to, in terms of what you're you're talking about as well, you you really kind of capture sort of everyday life scenes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you how do you sit to, or how do you go about doing that? Do you sit and people watch quite a bit? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of been a, a a habit for my whole life is kind of being an observer, you know, that, that goes way back to childhood. So that's not a, something I have to try. It's just an orientation. I think mm. is to be an observer of life and people. For what, sure. what, what's your greatest fascination with that? Where, where people don't, you see people that, that you think you don't actually realize what what you're doing. <laughs> you mean what's my fascination with people watching? Is that no, not what's your fascination with people watching? What, what I think I think we all get that, but in terms of when you do people watching, you do sort of observe real life, etc. What what's what's your kind of go to element in that? Is it is it seeing people? Uh, kind of making mistakes, but without realizing they're making mistakes or, or, oh, or, or learning, just, learning I stuff. Think, or... I think yeah. uh, only recently, this is Chris and I have been talking about the concept of autism. And I never thought of myself as being on the spectrum and I wasn't certainly, you know, that wasn't something that was presented to me as a kid. But I've, you know, uh, I've met people who have been diagnosed and they tell me they know that I am. They're like, we know you are. And so I, that kind of turned my uh, attitude about why I watch people which I've always done since I was a kid is I think trying to understand how, how, how human life works or how relationships work and how, yeah. How, especially the social thing. And uh, I'm better at the interpersonal, but the social dynamic has always been kind of a, a a difficult thing for me, not interpersonally, Mm. but groupishness. Yep. Always had struggled with that. I've sort of, in some sense, I've written it off like long ago, especially in adolescence, I I kind of wrote off ever belonging to a group or a tribe or anything like that. But where you've had to do that in your life, have people kind of had to tell you kind of like, that's Mm -hmm. what's happening here? You you need to... I I think... not so much directly. It's more like, I mean, I, I became very socially avoidant, so not much opportunity for people to tell me what I was doing wrong. It was more like I was self-selecting 
out of situations because I felt uncomfortable or, or I disapproved. You know, the autism thing has this confusion around what most people would just call like um, polite conversation, which is often concealing, you know, actual feelings or actual thoughts just to, you know, you don't, when someone asks how you're doing, you don't tell them how you're doing. Right? <laughs> but for someone who's spectrumy, it feels like lying. Yeah. So you feel like you're around a bunch of people who are lying all the time and it doesn't really feel right. So you yeah. kind of develop, at least I developed a little bit of a, you know, why are people faking so much, you know? And, and I couldn't get with that. I couldn't do that thing that you're supposed to do just to get along. It felt like they were asking me to go against something yeah. essential to me. So, you know, that's just, someone recently made the connection between that and punk rock. And I was a big punk rock kid and that kind of anger at like the phoniness of society. I was like, Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Why I was so pissy and, you know, yeah. angry during adolescence and why I would have been drawn to that. In any case, that's a long way of answering the fact that my interest is in kind of, I'm not a misanthrope. I don't hate people. I don't, it's not that it's more like a confusion and some probable vulnerability around feeling like I just don't know how to belong, you know, and yeah. that's been there and it continues to be there through adult life. There's this, I've written it off at times in a defensive way, but honestly, there's still kind of like, a, I, can't find a way in you know i can't you know so I get yeah, no i do i get the idea and actually do you know what it would make an awful lot of sense um i have never been diagnosed but i'm i know i'm neurodivergent myself because mm -hmm. right right mm -hmm. and uh it's interesting the way it comes out i mean i was at a meeting like a network meeting earlier in the week and we we're having a chat with another guy who was kind of sharing the way he felt about things and 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 everyone was kind of going in with like what you need to do is there's this book about this and it's all about you can learn this behavior and you can uh you know and i and i and i just sat back and i was watching and i was waiting and then i went the thing is you've tried all of that haven't you and it just doesn't work and he was <laughs> like yeah and i was like yeah because I, I totally get this yes and I said, so it's no disrespect to everybody else, but if your brain doesn't work that way. Right. Right. It's not going to be helpful. It's right. not, it's not, you know, it was about building habits around food and stuff like that. I said, it's just not going to work. And like, mm -hmm. you know, over the last couple of years, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've given up alcohol now. I gave up alcohol like a, a year ago mm. and I tried like just cutting back, but my brain can't cope with just cutting back. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. I'm not saying I was an addict or anything like that, but my, sure. but but I just I just you know can't I can't deal with sort of fluffiness. So for me, it's like I'm going to cut that, and that's it. And yeah. next day, I'm done. That's right. it. The cold turkey, yeah. Cold turkey, so yeah, because for me, like black and white works. And actually, if you even if you look at some of your imagery, 
mm. etc. It is quite mm, this and that. Yeah, you know, very true, very true. Yeah, maybe even even with your even with your song structure, it's quite it's there. Yep, you know, there's not there's not you're not you're not woolly about anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chris and I talk about more of a sculptural approach to songs, and she's more of a painter. Um, she's yeah, she's more messy, isn't she? Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is great. I mean, it's great yeah. that you've got you got the difference there. But yeah, you you sort of build your layers, and you know where your layers are, exactly. and it's it's all you know, the building blocks are all there. This is, it's an exciting, uh, yeah, it's an exciting listen. Um, and I've got to tell you, you hit a really, you hit that note. <laughs> is it hungry or hoarse? One of the two when you sing it. Uh, um, the, the low note? The low note, that yeah. low note, yeah. Yes. Were, you were you pleased with that when you came? <laughs> yes. I think I, I mentioned that that was in our last conversation. That yeah. I hit the lowest note I ever hit. That is amazing. <laughs> it takes a lot of breath control to be able to hit, do that. Uh, uh, do it yeah. and, and hold it. No, hold so it's it. not just like right. there, but it's actually right. holding it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's your best Tom Waits moment ever. <laughs> <laughs> All in that one go. Uh, so, yeah. So, just so people know, if, they, mm. if they're listening, just uh, sort of overview of what this kind of album is looking at oh for, you want me to say that yeah um well i think musically it's obviously a kind of kid with a new toy uh which is the virtual instrument world and kind of all the the delights of synth synthesized uh, sound over though the bed of organic guitar, acoustic guitar, but not overdone. Let, let's put this, let's get this right. It's not sure. overdone, it's not um, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate which was, that. Yeah, which was Paul McCartney mm. really overdoing it with, with a synth. Yeah, it know. always has to work for the song for me. Um, yeah. And so that, that, you know, thematically, I don't know that I really veer too much. I have certain obsessions and concerns that are, you know, existential, spiritual, romantic, practical in some sense. Um, there's a little bit of mortality concern, but that's an existential thing as well. Um, you know, the, the piano record I'm working on now is much more explicitly romantic. And I think that the instrument kind of just lends itself to that kind of writing. Yeah. But there's dark stuff on there, too. I mean, I can't escape myself. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it your most French album ever, then? Is, it, is, it, is there elements of... It sounded it's very you know there's the, every song there's actually it's a very diverse and and i say piano record because that's what but it's not the same sound it's not just a grand piano virtual grand piano there's none of that really it's all 
treated pianos overlaid there's like i'm using a lot of strings um some oboe i've got i do have some uh virtual drums on there there's one song that i think is like a very english beat kind of feel um no most people probably wouldn't hear that but it, to me when i was writing it and singing it i felt like this is such an english beat mm. and i was a big fan you know in my adolescence of that band and so it had that kind of adolescent to me it has a very adolescent bittersweet quality but you know but leave it to the audience to decide of course of yeah course. well i I think people will love this new album. I, we're not talking about the piano one now because that ain't coming yeah, out that's yet. Not coming, yeah, that'll be next year. No. Uh, but the, the the next album coming out, which is called Fear Pageant, which is an incredible name. <laughs> um, uh, we we might have to explain to people in the UK what a pageant is because you know we we don't have pageants. We have. What's your understanding of that word? Well, I, I get I, pageants. Isn't it like some kind of uh, almost like a celebratory type event? Yeah, it's 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 it can have an element of that. It's more like I, I'm taking it as like a kind of um, theatricality, uh, high drama mm. um, kind of. A little bit over the top. Over like, the top. I mean, I was going to say, yeah. the only time we probably see pageant in mm -hmm. the UK is documentaries on TV about pageant queens. Right. Right. <laughs> Over in the States. Right. And everyone pushing their kids to, like, do this. Yeah, that, there's certainly that element of it. And obviously the fear part is kind of like, a, you know, a pointing at that anxiety of life and death and just sort of you know like i think all of us under the surface are kind of living a, <laughs> in some fear pageant whether it's expressed or acknowledged and that means I, I mean the pageant to me is just life itself it's the the whole shebang if you it's over the top really it so much happens in a on a daily basis, but even in, in shorter time spans, yeah, that we have to block out in order to to sort of just get carry on. But it's kind of overwhelming, you know. Life life is quite overwhelming, isn't it? Especially the speed that everything goes now and whatever, you know. I think that's what for me. Um, just before we came on, that I talked about moving to the sea. I. We actually live not that far from the sea. For me, that's why actually the sea is really important. That might sound odd to people, but it is. I mean, I, I find that like just the expanse of it and just standing and looking at it is yeah. just like. Agreed. Agreed. I, you know, Chris and I both kind of have a need to be around water in one way or another, if we can on a daily basis, just to. There's something about the the movement. You, you literally float, don't you? Yeah, yeah, right, right. I think it's the weightlessness of it. It's the kind of like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, you know, 
If I if I lie on my back in water looking up at the sky, that to me is like the closest it feels to like probably transcending between right. this planet and heaven. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the obvious womb womb like nature of being. You know. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> we need more. We need more of that, folks. Um, so the the album is out when we said it once before, but let's do it again. July twentieth. Um, probably going to release a, one more single. I don't know if you've heard the whole record, but yeah, I've heard the whole record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still deciding. I'm not sure which one to go with yet, but um, the title track. I know. I'm. I like that one too. I kind of like America. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both of those are great. Yeah, thank you. The start of the title track is just right there, isn't it? That, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, that could, it, it almost, it tricks you that song, mm -hmm. actually. It tricks mm -hmm. you. You think you're, you know, you're like, this is going to be, your indie dance song and you're going to come back into, and then it's like, ah, oh. right. It's funny that that was the last song that I wrote for the record. Um, it seems to be a habit of mine as I write the title track last. I've done that a few times actually. Um, but yeah, that is a contender. That's actually kind of what I was leaning in that direction for the last single. Cool. Cool. We're looking forward to it coming out. Um, hope if you go, if you're, you know, you already know Fred's material, then uh, you're looking forward to it too. If you're not, you've got a lot of catching up to do because he's, uh, as I say, quite prolific and he's got a fair bit for you to go and listen to already uh, in the meantime before you, uh, you you do catch up, including um, a single that's already there, which is My Way, yep. uh, which isn't Frank Sinatra's My Way. Just, just so you know, if anything, it's a deconstruction of uh, of that particular yeah. song. Would you I would say? I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, do go and check out Fred's music uh, as ever. It's been an absolute pleasure talking Likewise. to you. Um, I wish you well with this coming out, and you're you're playing some gigs as well. Yeah. Uh, so far, just a kind of record release weekend in the northwest seattle olympia and portland just uh timed right around the release of the record and then more stuff coming up probably in um, september and october a little bit longer maybe midwest west california and then maybe east coast so cool that's all being set up will we will we see you in england again perhaps next year or? uh that's in the work so let's hope so I would love to. Cool. Everybody, thanks uh, for listening. Everybody, uh, please say thank you to Fred Abong. And uh, if you've enjoyed this today, please share it on your different platforms. Share it with some friends so other people get to know about Fred's music. Do go and check it out. And, um, yeah, if you haven't enjoyed this today, well, A, tough, and B, it's, it's, it's been... There's nothing uh, wrong with you if you haven't enjoyed this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed this, this has been a, an instructional video on how to change the battery on a larder. Um, <laughs> and you can uh, do with this video whatever you like before it self-destructs. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. That's exactly why 
we do this so that actually people go and check your music out now until next time appreciate it thanks graham